Welcome to the Ocean Church Podcast. We hope this message inspires and encourages you in your journey of faith. Enjoy the message. Amen. So good to see you. So glad you're with us this weekend. You know, it's a a special weekend for us. I'm so glad that, that our nation honors those that enabled us to be able to be here and to meet and to worship God and to preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. It's not just a, a, a three-day weekend. This is a, a wonderful time that we can recognize that uh, God has, has granted us, He's graced our lives in a special way that we're able to, to worship and to preach the gospel. And, and so I just wish you a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. It's going to, be, going to be a good time together. Um, last week was just a, a great blessing having Jeff Dove with us. And really for us to, to jump into to Kingdom Builders. So I just want to say thank you, all of you that, that were with us and that stepped in. And, and um, we were so blessed, so blessed by the response. And it's just something I just want you to, to hear from, from our staff, our pastoral team that... that um, it's an honor to get to serve God's people with you, get to, to minister in this, this community, in this area, and uh, just the, the reflection of the hearts that you have to give is, so, is such a wonderful thing. And so um, we are going to just take this moment. You know, the majority of us, we, we give uh, away from services. 90% of our, our church community gives outside of services, but I, I think it's so important that, that we still have a moment where we, we lift our hearts to the Lord and we remind ourselves in unity. And there's something special about doing that together, being surrounded by people that, that God has touched their heart in a way that, that they are generous givers. And, and so there's a number of ways that you can give at Ocean Church. You can give online through the website, the app, and text to give. Uh, and there's an envelope in the seat back in, in front of you if you're on person, here in person. And, uh, but regardless, let's make this a moment of worship. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We thank you that your presence is so strong and so, just so tangible with us today. And we, we, we worship you. God, thank you for the way that, Lord, obedience opens doors. Lord, that we could never open, open ourselves just by simply being obedient to you, by being faithful to what you've asked us to do. Lord, we get to step in and see you move in our area, in southwest Florida. And we say more, Lord. Lord, we don't want your eyes to pass us by, but be able to stop and know that you found faithful. Lord, I pray that you'd encourage every giver today as they give in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. Well, before you get too comfortable, you know the drill. I want you to stand on your feet. If you're with us online, you don't have to stand on your feet, but, but lock in for this moment. You, you, I do want to mention um, you have communion elements. We have not forgotten about that. That is going to be something we do together towards the end of our, our, our time together. And so just to put you at ease, uh, just hold on to those elements and we'll take communion together here in just a little bit. 
Uh, we've been in this series, God's Dream, for a while, and I just want to read you some of the, the things that have been written on, on our dream boards from Cape Coral and here. One of my favorites was uh, a young man wrote on, on the board and said he wanted God to use his love for fishing to spread the gospel. Isn't that awesome? Listen to some of these dreams that God is stirring up in our community. Law school, to write a children's book. My mom to walk again. Listen to this one. I'm going to do my best. Todo Cape Cristo para Cristo. Wait, let me say it. Todo Cape Coral para Cristo. Gloria a Dios. We've reached the end of my Spanish. I think that says all of Cape Coral for Jesus. Somebody say amen. Now listen to this one. This one, this one, I want you to, to just grab onto this because somebody was honest. And God, God honors when we bring our hearts to him. We don't bring a profile. Listen to this dream. That I will be able to figure my life out and grow. Psalm 105, verse 19 is our, our keynote verse. My encouragement to you is to, to memorize this. Let this be a verse that is forever settled in your heart that, that would, would be able to be drawn from in hard times. Psalms 105, verse 19 says, Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Will you say that with me? Until the time came to fulfill his dreams, the Lord tested Joseph's character. Holy Spirit, we invite you today to speak to our hearts. Do what only you can do. We welcome you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So we have gone through, ten, not 10 yet, but we're getting to 10 character tests that we are studying from the life of Joseph. We started with the pride test. We moved from the pride test to the pit test because if you fail the pride test, you're going to end up in the pit. And so we went pride test, pit test. We went to the palace test. Then we went to the purity test. Some of you saw the, the bumper video. And, and when you saw that, you, you said, oh, we shouldn't have missed church two weeks ago. And so tonight we're going to go into, today we're going to go into the prison test because there's a reality, and this is, this is the test that, that really unites all of us. I, I would gather that the majority of, of uh, those of us in this room, those of us online, the majority of us can identify in one way or another with the prison test. The, the prison test is what we see from Joseph doing the right thing, and then having circumstances that were not right happen to him. He passed the purity test. He, he, he did what was right. He honored God. He stewarded that moment well. He didn't fail that test, and yet he found himself in prison. So let's pick Joseph's story up. This is Genesis chapter 39. I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, Genesis chapter 39, verse 16, and we'll read through 23. 
Now, this is at the conclusion of, of the purity test. Potiphar's wife tried to, to uh, seduce Joseph. She failed. He ran. We see this from the Word of God. You cannot treat the test of purity like the fight with other sins. The Word of God doesn't treat it the same. It says to flee sexual immorality. Joseph passed this. Verse 16 says, she kept the cloak with her until her husband came home. Then she told him her story. That Hebrew slave you brought into our house tried to come in and fool around with me, she said. But when I screamed, he ran outside, leaving his cloak with me. Potiphar was furious when he heard his wife's story of how Joseph had treated her. So he took Joseph and threw him into the prison where the king's prisoners were held, and there he remained. But the Lord was with Joseph in the prison and showed him faithful, his faithful love. The Lord, and the Lord made Joseph a favorite with the prison warden. Before long, the warden put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners and over everything that happened in the prison. The warden had no more worries because Joseph took care of everything. The Lord was with him and caused everything he did to succeed. This is the prison test. You've done the right thing and your circumstances are unjust. They are not the way that, that we expected them to be when I do the right thing. We're, we're in that place of going, God, why is, is my situation the way that it is? Why are they saying that about me? Why am I still in the job that I, that I don't enjoy, that it's not in line with the dreams and not the path that I think that I should have for myself? Why am I here? Why am I stuck? Why is injustice in my life? This is Joseph. And it, it really is the, the, the test of perseverance. You know, Paul tells us that, that we are in need of endurance. The writer of Hebrews says this in, in chapter 10. It says, for you are in need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. And, and this, is, this is the test of perseverance. Today I want us to grab onto this and to realize that, that regardless of what our circumstances look like, regardless of how much injustice fills our life, that we have someone who sees and remembers and who is a final say in the, in the authority of justice. And, and this can be the, one of the, the most make-or-break seasons of our life. God, why am I single? I've been conducting myself right. God, why are my finances still not where I think they should be? I've been tithing. I've been obedient. And sometimes these are long seasons. Romans chapter 5 is, is the, the, the verse that we're going to stay in today, and it's going to give us what, what I would call just an equation on how to be able to walk through the prison test. And there, there's two tests, and here's a surprise for you today. You're taking two tests today. We, we've only handled one, but look, you've done awesome. You've done so good that we're going to take two tests today. And so just, just hang on. We're going to go for it. We'll get through it and be better for it. So Romans chapter 5 there's an equation that I want us to see, and, and it's, it's this right here. Now, now here, I want you to, to understand something as well. Joseph, he, he finds himself in prison, but I want you to understand the mercy of God was meeting him in that moment. 
I, I believe that Potiphar knew that his wife was lying. I believe that he looked, and you, you look at the story, her story doesn't add up, it doesn't sound right, and I believe Potiphar knew because historians tell us that the actual punishment for a slave that was accused of attempted rape on an Egyptian woman was death. It was not prison. This was a cut and dry case. If there's an accusation of rape from an Egyptian woman with a slave, then the result, the penalty in that time would have been immediate death, immediate execution. Joseph is put in prison, and, and this waiting, this, this test of perseverance begins. Joseph was waiting for the beginning of, of the dream that God put in his heart. He waited for 13 years. This is a theme that we see throughout Scripture, that we see with heroes of faith. Paul rode to Damascus, vision of Jesus, knocked off his horse. Jesus says, why are you persecuting me, Paul? And he says, who are you, Lord? I don't know who you are, but you are now Lord. And everything changes from Paul. Do you know that it was 13 years from that point before he went on his first missionary journey? 13 years of waiting, of preparation. 13 years. David, anointed king, it wasn't for 13 years. He endured 13 years of injustice. 13 years of the, the current king throwing spears at him, hunting him. Waiting. This is a theme. You say, well, that, that's bad. Well, it was worse. Abraham spent 25 years. Moses spent 40. So let's just preach about 13 years, all right? That sounds better. But, but I want you to, to be able to grab onto just the reality. We can extend the waiting by failing the, the prison test. We can extend that time of waiting by, by not living with perseverance. Romans chapter 5 says this. Look at, let's look at verse 3. It says, not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Wow. We also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. I, I want you to see this. There's an equation that I see there in the Word of God. The first part, we all don't have to worry about. It fills our life. All of us has this. It's the word tribulation. That is the trials, the testing, the, the moments. You know, 1 Peter is, is the verse that we see. We see this delineation between trials and fiery trials. 1 Peter 1, Peter says that we, are, we will endure and walk through fire, uh, trials and fiery trials. You say, well, what's the difference between the two? This, this is just my personal opinion on it. Trials, I believe, are, are, are things that we walk through, situations we walk through, when we can kind of see a thread connecting some of our behavior. Fiery trials are the times that, that there's no connection whatsoever. It's just flat injustice and just this, this trial uh, that... that that is the, the testing 
of whether or not we are going to choose to believe God's Word and who He is. And so the equation that we see here, the first part we don't have to worry about, trials, tribulations, we all have them. That's promised to us. What an encouraging message you came to today. But here's the, here's the part that, that separates is that word glory. See, tribulation plus glory equals perseverance. And, and that word glory is not, it's not a churchy word. It, we're not talking about the glory of God. We're not talking about God stepping in and just saying, I'm going to supernaturally fill and, and fix everything that you want me to so you can smile. This word glory is a choice that you and I have in the midst of hard times. It, it literally is a word connecting to our countenance. And it even has ties to the word rejoice. This is why James 1 is, is a parallel verse for us that we are to count it all joy when enduring trials. Say, wait, 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 this, this is confusing. I'm supposed to be happy? Yes. Here's why you can be happy, because there's no other place in the Word of God that you can find an equation for character. If we want character to support the dreams that God has for us, this is the equation that we have to walk through. Being in the middle of hard times and saying, God, I choose to rejoice because right now you are doing a work in me that cannot be done any other way. Right now you are at work in my heart in this pain and this grinding and just this the tough part of my situation and just the injustice of it all. It is rocket fuel for the character that you are forming in my life. There's something special about circumstances that take the control of our life out of our hands. This is what a tribulation is. Tribulation plus glory equals perseverance. Romans 5 continues and says that perseverance leads to character. Perseverance leads to character. This character, I, I, I wish it were easier. I wish it, I wish it could just be something that, that the altars, our prayer team, we'd finish service, and if you were in need of character, you could just come forward for prayer. All, all, it, would be, it would be so nice, wouldn't it, if it was just all you needed was just to be prayed for by somebody that had character, and they could just impart character to you. It doesn't happen that way. It cannot be prayed into your life. It cannot be uh, imparted into your life. It can only be worked into your life. This, this countenance piece, I want you to see this through, through the lens with Joseph. And then we're going to look at Jesus. So Joseph, we, we, we see the story continue in, in, in Genesis chapter 40. Joseph is in prison. And there are two guys that, that are convicted and sent to prison. They both work personally for Pharaoh. One was the cupbearer. One was the butler. They're sent into prison. And, and the Word of God tells us that they were there for a long time. And, and I want you to see the connection between the glory and the rejoicing in trials. Because Joseph, the Word of God says that Joseph gets up one day and he sees them and he notices 
that their countenances were down. Their faces were, were discouraged. He looked at them, and there was something about the way that he was walking through injustice that did not keep him from being aware of the pain that was around him. See, there, there was something about the way that he chose to walk through this that kept his eyes from just being continually directed inward and where he was able to look outward so that when something happened in that prison, he wasn't just focused on himself. He was aware and ready for the opportunity for God to step in and use him. This is what it is to rejoice to glory in trials. So Joseph was ready and, and here's the, the powerful thing, that, that character piece, Romans 5 says, character leads to hope, and hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint. You know what the opposite of being disappointed is? Making appointments. You thought I was going to say something like joy or happiness. No, no, no. Disappointment just means you, you, you missed appointments. You've missed what you thought was appointed for you. I've missed that opportunity. I, 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 I messed up that relationship. Now what? I've ruined this situation. I've ruined my name with this business. Now what? I've missed appointments. But see, when we, we walk through trials and we, we, we do not allow ourselves to, to drop our countenance and to, to miss that place of rejoicing and being aware that God is moving in our life despite our circumstances, then what happens is those missed appointments become appointments that He makes. We go from missed appointments to no, I don't have to worry about appointments because I have someone else that is writing the schedule for my life. No longer do I live in disappointment, but I live with the Holy Spirit of God setting the appointments of my life. Joseph lived this. So he was ready when two guys that, that he was in charge of, he saw that their faces were down. He didn't miss the appointment. So they, the, the story continues, and, and both of those guys had had dreams. They tell Joseph the dream, and, and praise God, he had gotten much better with dreams than he did when we first started studying him. He was struggling. And now he, he knew exactly what those dreams meant, shared it with them, stepped in, didn't miss the door that God had set in front of him. And so this, this parallels to the second test that we're, we're going to talk about today. The second test is the, the prophetic test. You say, well, I've heard that word. That's a church word, prophecy. I'm, I'm not talking about, now prophecy is, is wonderful. Prophecy is simply, the word of God defines it as the testimony of Jesus. The spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. It is the invitation to what Jesus has for us in our lives. And the prophetic test, and I want us to look at our, our keynote verse. And we're going to look at it in the New King James Version because it says it just a little different. Psalms 105 verse 19 says it this way. It says, until the time came that, he, until the time that his word came to pass, 
the word of the Lord tested him. I want us to keep that up because I want, I want you to see that. There, there are two different words there. Until the time that his word. Now that word there is not the word of God. That is the word of Joseph. That is the dream part. That is that inward knowing. God has spoke this. This is in my heart. I believe that this is what I'm supposed to do with my life. But it says until that word came to pass, the word of God tested him. There is a testing that produces perseverance in our life of how we are walking this out. What word am I filling my life with? What, what are the voices that I am allowing to speak to me? Because this is the control of the glory, the rejoicing that we want. You want to have a right countenance? You want to go through trials well? You want to pass the prison test? What are you allowing to speak into your life? Or better said, who are you allowing to speak into your life? And the, Lord, the Lord's had John chapter 12 just in my heart lately. And John chapter 12 is the account of Jesus going to Bethany. He goes to the home of his friends. Six days before Passover, he, he is coming to the conclusion of his time on earth. And you know what he didn't do? He didn't go to the crowds. He didn't go to the masses. He, he, he goes to an intimate setting. And it is in that intimate setting that we see Mary get up and, and, and take the gift. And we know the alabaster jar is this expensive jar. She was saving this. This was her dowry. This was future for her. This is what, what she needed very expensive. She, she needed this, and yet she saw something that had a much higher value. Jesus comes to the house, and, and the Word of God tells us that Mary takes and she opens the jar. And she begins to worship Jesus. She pours out the prize of her life for the Lord of her life. Such an intimate moment. It says that, that she dried his feet, washed his feet with this oil. Dried his feet with her hair. And then the spirit of religion speaks up. Judas looks over and he says, why did she do that? She should have sold that and given the money to the poor. You, you see, the spirit of religion, it, it can't stay with real worship. It can't stay with real devotion. It can't stay in an atmosphere where people are pouring their heart out and they're saying, God, I don't care what goes on in my life. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to praise you. My life will be a sacrifice of praise to you. The spirit of religion can't stay. It can't handle those moments. Jesus turns to Judas and simply says, leave her alone. I'm so glad that Jesus speaks up for us. What I want you to see is that Jesus didn't just go to a, a regular place. In the precious moments of his life, in, in, the, in the moments preceding his prayer in the Garden of Eden, saying, God, if, if possible, let this cup pass from me. 
the strength that he needed. You know, Hebrews 4 tells us that every test that we, uh, that we walk through, he walked through it first. Isn't that comforting to know that there's not a test that you and I can go through that Jesus hadn't already gone through? He went ahead of us. And so he didn't just go out and try to find an encouraging word from someone somewhere. He went to the place of intimacy. He went to the closeness of the relationships of those of like-minded faith. And it was in that house that Mary worshipped and strength filled him. And he was prepared. He was, he was ready for the injustice that was ahead of him. It matters what we allow in our lives. It matters what we surround ourselves with. This is the prophetic test. Guys, you can't live a spiritual life with a diet of self-help. You must have the Word of God. And I'm all for encouragement. I'm all for, there, there are some wonderful, well-meaning people, but as the people of God, the Word of God must be your diet. It must be the staple of your diet. This is the prophetic test. When I'm in the, the, the trial, is the Word of God found in my heart? You know, Joseph fails this prison test in just a moment. And I want you to see this. In Genesis 40, he, he was doing so well, had his hope in God, steps into the opportunity, tells the cupbearer what his dream meant, told the butler what his dream meant. And then Genesis 40 records this. This is verse 12. This is what the dream means, Joseph said. Three branches represent three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift you up and restore you to your position as his chief cupbearer. Now look at these words. And please remember me and do me a favor when things go well for you. Mention me to Pharaoh so he might let me out of this place. For I was kidnapped from my homeland, the land of the Hebrews, and now I'm here in prison, but I did nothing to deserve it. This, this is the moment Joseph steps out of how he was passing the prison test. Before this moment, he was living in a way where he's saying, Lord, my life is in your hands. I see that. I'm, I'm at peace with it. You know, it reminds me of Philippians 4.13 is one of those famous church verses. And you see it, there's certain athletes that will have it on their, their, you know, boxers will have it on their shorts. And there's guys that have it tatted on them. And it, this, this scripture of, I can do all things through Christ who, who strengthens me. But they forget that right before that, it says, I've learned to be content in every season. Whether I abound or whether I'm lacking, I am content then I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Joseph fails this. He steps out of the place of perseverance, trusting, and he says, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. okay, okay, you're going to Pharaoh? Well, well, that's my ticket out of here. That's my ticket to what I need. 
Okay, so remember me. You know what the Lord did? The Lord said, okay, two more years. And it was two more years. See, the Lord's the one that's over the appointments of our life. Joseph spent two more years because he said, remember me to the wrong person. He said, I'm I'm injustice. This is injustice. Let me tell you my story. Let me tell you everything that's going on. And and surely you'll be moved by it. Surely you'll, you'll say it. Remember me when you get to Pharaoh. he didn't and it was two years later that Pharaoh had a dream now who's the giver of dreams God is setting the appointment two years later I believe Joseph was at a place going okay I can't do this there's not a manipulative move that I can make there's not a networking move that I can make God, when you say I'm done, then I'm done. My life is in your hands. You know what he was doing? He was saying, remember me to the right person. Luke chapter 23 is what we're going to finish with today. Luke chapter 23 is is the verse that I, I want us to take communion together with. And so if you would, would you grab your elements? Go ahead and stand to your feet. Because it's not a question of whether or not we're going to walk through the prison test. Every single one of us will walk through times of injustice, walk through times of waiting, where we're desperate for endurance, we're desperate for perseverance. Hey girls, will you hand me one? I forgot to grab one. Thank you. This is Luke chapter 23, verse 39. And think about the parallels that we see. So you have Joseph, who's innocent, with two that were not innocent. Jesus, who's innocent, being crucified with two that were not innocent. Verse 39 says, One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed. So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourselves and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you've been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. Today as we take communion, I want this to be, and my heart for us is this is a Jesus, remember me. That we're not going to turn and try to manipulate our way out of the trials and the tribulations that we go through. We're simply going to look to Jesus. 
We're not going to try to, to, to get out by our own wisdom and our own way of doing things. We're simply going to say, Jesus, remember me. Would you do the work in my character? Lord, I don't want to fail this test. I want to live from your word. I want to live from what you say about me. And I want you to know that anytime Jesus hears a voice saying, Jesus, remember me, you have his full attention. He will not pass you by. He will turn. And you will know his eyes and you will know his presence and you will know what it is to be remembered by Jesus. Not living in disappointment, but living with God being the one that sets the appointment for our lives. Would you hold your bread? Lord, we thank you for your body that was broken. Lord, thank you that, that, Lord, that you never lost your eyes. You never lost the eyes of care, Lord. You, you never, at the worst moments, you never stopped looking outward. And so, Lord, today as we say thank you for your body, Lord, we ask you to remember us. Lord, to breathe life. Lord, I ask as, as we worship you and as we praise you and as we lift our eyes to you, thanking you for your body, Lord, that you breathe your life, your endurance, your perseverance into our hearts today. In Jesus' name, let's take the bread together. hold the cup. Lord, we thank you for your blood. Lord, we thank you that when you said the words, it is finished. Lord, every word that we need, every word that fills our heart with strength, that meets us in the hardest of situations, every word had been said. Lord, that you accomplished Lord, the will of the Father, and we say thank you. Lord, we do this in remembrance of you. Let's take the cup together. Our ushers are going to begin moving through the room and collecting the containers. We're going to go back into one more song of worship, and as we do, I just want to encourage you. There's two responses. I ask our prayer team to begin making their way to the front. And in this remember me moment where you're fixing your eyes on Jesus and looking to him. If, if the Lord's speaking to you and the Holy Spirit is just dealing with you and you know, I just want to to pray with someone. I want someone to agree according to the Word of God and pray over my life. We're here to pray with you. Or, or maybe you just walked in today and, and you're in the middle of a situation 
we would love the opportunity to pray with you. We want our church to be a place where it is easy to receive prayer. You don't have to be embarrassed. This is a place that all of us know very well. I want to pray over you, and as I pray over you, if the Lord's dealing with you and you're in need of prayer, you don't have to wait. As we go back into this last song, go ahead and respond. Come forward, and let's go to the one who never fails to remember us. God, I thank you for every single one. Thank you for the way that you see your people. Lord, today is a powerful day because it's a day that we get to lift our eyes above every circumstance. And we get to look to you and your promises and not just what you've said, but who you are. And so, Lord, I pray encouragement. I pray strength over every single one. Lord, I thank you for, Lord, the strength to endure, the strength to persevere. And we look to you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We hope you were encouraged by the message today. A special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can click the link in the description to give now. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can like, subscribe, or share it with someone. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.